Welcome to the Fancy Sports Cave. This is David Carlin Sports. We're talking about the divisional round for the NFC. We're talking about the NFC playoffs. We're talking with Steven Zezema. How are you doing, man? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. It's, it's it was pretty good uh, first week for the <laughs> NFC, man. Pretty close games. Oh. Both games decided within three points. So let's break it down. So let's let's just um I want to hear your thoughts on the Cowboys and Seahawks game. What were your thoughts on that game, real quick? Man, it was a great way, weekend for pick for uh for games. It was not a good weekend for picks. I went 0 2 in the NFC, 2 0 in the AFC, but what a game, man. I mean, yeah, the Cowboys down the stretch, sometimes you see them reluctant to feed Zeke the ball, but not this time. 30 touches, 169 yards, including a score. Dak Prescott, he did have one turnover. I gave him some. I gave him a little bit of a, of a hard time for him being careless with the football. He threw one interception, but it really wasn't his fault. If you remember him targeting a tight end already up a possession in the fourth quarter, his tight end ended up bobbling it before getting picked off by a Seahawks linebacker. But Dak Prescott showed great poise. He took care of the football for the most part, efficient throwing the football, clutch third down conversions, running the football. I mean, they, uh, they definitely – were able to crush some of the cowboy stereotypes. Even Jason Garrett, he coached a pretty good game. And, I mean, Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, did what they do um, in the last two minutes, drive down the field immediately for a score before what was honestly probably the most horrific and just the worst onside kick I've ever seen in my life. I mean, give the guy a break. He is a punter, and he doesn't typically do that. But you're also a multi-gazillionaire in the NFL. You should know how to do an onside kick. But um, Amari Cooper showed up over 100 yards receiving. And now both of the divisional matchups we thought we were going to see are not happening. Now we got Dallas coming here to sunny California to play the Rams. And what a game that's going to be. My goodness. Did you get a chance to watch it? Um, I watched a little bit here and there. But um, it's crazy because here's some crazy numbers. The Cowboys are 10-0 this season when they have the halftime lead and are 22-4 when Ezekiel Elliott rushes for 90-plus yards since 2016. And also the the Cowboys are now 10-0 and when they score 20-plus points in the game this season. So if they score 20 and they give, ball to the, they give the ball to Zeke, I, I mean, that's the winning formula. And I hate, man, it cringes me because everybody knows I hate the Cowboys and I go on rants. And all these Cowboy fans are just like, this dude, my, my coworker, he's like, come with that same energy when you, on Monday. I was like, you know what? I am. And I have, no, I have nothing bad to say. I, I, came with, I didn't come with the energy, man. I had to praise them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they handle business, man. You handle business against the Seahawks, so they're versing the Rams next week, so it's going to be good. But what's your thoughts on the, the Bears and Eagles game? That game I seen, and it was a heartbreak. Oh it was a heartbreak, man. That's just that's just so – where do you even start with this game? Number one, I mean, I, I, I wanted to take full so bad, but it just didn't make any sense. And, um, I mean, really, at the end of the day – they should, Bears should have won the game. I mean, they, they definitely should have won the game. Whether it was the two-point conversion they missed out on minutes prior, whether it was hitting not just the upright but the crossbar, the ball getting slightly um, deflected at the line of scrimmage, getting iced on the first kick and having that one not count. I mean, what a game. But uh, Nick Foles showed again why playoff Nick is not regular season Nick. The man came out there and took care of business, 266 yards through the air, including a touchdown on the final possession. Uh, surprisingly enough, Darren Sproles leading the Eagles in touches in that backfield, 13 carries with uh, 15 total touches. Um, I wonder if that's because they were behind most of the game, which is why he had most of those uh, snaps and touches. We'll have to see going forward. Um, on defense, they did a great job bottling up Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, and the, and the group um, on the ground. Uh, Trubisky uh, did great in his first playoff matchup, in my opinion, averaging over 10 yards per completion, 300 yards, no turnovers. 
Allen Robinson balling out on the Chicago side of things. Hopefully you guys took him as a discounted play on DraftKings. But um, overall, wow. I mean, that defense played amazing. Like they were, they were able to get after Mitch. Mitch was able to extend big plays downfield, including a 45-yard to Allen Robinson in the third quarter. But overall, they were able to tighten up in the red zone, uh, tighten up when they needed to, and just a great playoff win by the Eagles there. Um, but now, of course, they take on the Saints, and I am terrified to make this pick when when we get there. But, I mean, where were you when you saw the Cody Parkey episode? I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. I, with, I was with my guy who came, uh, my boy from uh, from the military, Rich. And I was like, uh, after the Chargers won, I'm like, you know what, let's, let's take for this Eagles game. Yeah, I'm in a great mood. Sure. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then um, all these Eagle fans, I'm like, dude, these guys are going crazy. They're still on the Super Bowl high from last year. <laughs> and there was, one, there was one Bear fan, and I was rooting for him. Oh, well, actually, I bet against the Bears. So I won. Like was? But I wanted the Bears to win, huh? Like spread-wise or just money line? No, my, my boys, like, the Bears would go farther than the Chargers. So I was like, put 20 oh, on it. Yeah, I, I, told, I told him I want 10 $2 bills. So tomorrow he's got me, he got me 10 $2 bills. But so then when that happened, I was like, okay, I know they're going to ice him. Ice him. They should, that shouldn't be ice. It was 30-plus. It was a close field goal. And then when they, when they hit it off to Buffalo Wings, it erupted like a volcano. And that poor guy was just getting bombarded. That poor yeah. Bears fan. Oh, man, it was bad. Oh, damn. The Bears had it. They, it was their game to lose, and, and, and it was their game to lose, you know. It really was. At home like that. And from, and, from what the announcer said, there was no wind on the kick. Yeah. And then I, the memes are lit, dude. They put Sandra Bullock, Bird Box on him, and then they got the <laughs> – they got the Pepsi commercial. I seen a Pepsi commercial, you know, with the Pepsi. Oh, man, I was like, that's no good. So, all right, let's talk about some future games. Now, these games are really good. We'll start off with the, the first divisional game, January 12th. The Eagles heading to the New Orleans Saints. Who do you have in this one? I know this, you say you're scared, so, so tell me. It terrifies me because there's no way I can go back on all the Saints praise I threw up last week because they haven't even played yet. I can't, I can't just back out on it now. So I got to take the Saints here. Um, that They just destroyed them. Granted, it was a completely different Eagles team, and I'll get into that in a minute. They just destroyed them, what was 47-7, to or just around there about six weeks ago. Granted, Nick Foles was not in the game. And, and look, this team is a different team with Nick Foles back there. The offensive line has played better. The running game has formed itself. Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, they had such a balanced receiving attack in this last week, Alshon Jeffrey with eight catches for 86, uh, five for 56 for Zach Ertz, uh, five for 50-something with Golden Tate. I mean, it's, it is a solid attack right now. I mean, I, you got to think. It, it, people forget, you know, New Orleans, Chicago's, yeah, they're the number one rushing defense in the league with 1,280 yards allowed. New Orleans is second with three more. They're, they're nearly as good a rushing defense. Their passing defense is still in the top half of this league. Um, but Drew Brees is not Mitch Trubisky. I think this uh, Saints team is going to turn it into the type of game they want to turn it into. Um, they've had a week to prepare, Sean Payton and the boys. Um, as much as I love Nick Foles, as much as I am not hating on Nick Foles as a Giants fan, I want to see him do well. got a lot of friends who are Eagles fans. and um, But I'm still going to take the New Orleans Saints at home at a score of 27-20. to 20. Yeah, I swear, man, if these Eagles win, you know, they got the odds against them. You know, 0.5% of them going to the Super Bowl, all these crazy stats, you know, all these guys, people are running behind them. And I know, I know if I pick the Saints, I know the Eagles are going to win, but I'm still going to pick the Saints. The Saints are just too high-powered. I mean, all those receivers, talk about receiving core, they got a really 
they're they're deep in receiving. They got that quarterback, um, quarterback receiver, running back, special teams guy, uh, Taysom Hill. That dude is a baller. I think they should utilize him a lot. Drew Brees threw five interceptions all year, almost four thousand yards, seventy five percent completion rate. That dude's up there in MVP. And Kamara Ingram, you got you got um, Michael Thomas, like. I think there's too much weapons for that defense to handle. I know they, they took care of business with the Bears, but their offense is not explosive as the Saints. And that O-line, the Eagles O-line, hasn't allowed a sack in five games. Their last five games they won, and their win streak or whatever, they haven't allowed a sack yet. And they versed the Rams. They versed the Bears. They versed all these crazy teams not a sack allowed, which is insane. Give credit to that O-line, that D-line, that defensive secondary held together against the Bears. But I think it's going to be bad news for the Eagles. And I know everybody's going to take the Saints, and I think the Eagles are going to ride on that. Saints might think they're under underestimate them. It'll be a real yeah. big surprise, but I think the Saints are going to come out, drop 30 on them, and I think the Eagles are not going to be able to hang with them, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's, it's going to be easy. Point that you brought up there with the sacks. The Saints still on the year are ranked top 10 in the league with sacks. So, hope, so uh, maybe we'll see that change. But – um. Yeah, it's just it's so hard not to take the Saints here. Yeah, I'm gonna so. take the Saints regardless about the underdogs, all that. I don't care about all that. Saints, Saints are ballers and they're gonna ball out. And they had another week to prepare, so they're good to mm-hmm. go. All right, right, let's head to the Cowboys heading to the Rams in L.A. The Coliseum. Can't remember mm-hmm. the last time there was a playoff game there. Who yeah. you got in this one? Well, I mean, you know, we we uh, we saw one last year, but those Rams, I mean, they're. They're not the same team anymore. I mean, we saw them make careless mistakes with the football, like just the very stereotypical things you would see from a team that is hosting their first playoff game. Uh, fumble on special teams coming down, like fumble on special teams in the first quarter, um, bad possessions in the red zone, missed blocking assignments early on. I think they've showed they're a different team. I think over the past uh, three to four weeks, they've figured out how to fill uh, the hole that Cooper Cup left in the offense, whether it be targets to Josh Reynolds, whether it be more targets to on the perimeter to Robert Woods, mixing up packages with the tight ends Higby and Gerald Everett. Um, but, you know, when you break down the matchup, you got Gurley versus Zeke, right? The second rushing offense in the league with the Rams at 139 a game. Zeke and the, and the Cowboys, the 10th rushing offense with 122 a game. Looking at the defenses, the Rams are 23rd against the rush, whereas Dallas is fifth. Um, but, you know, again uh, – during the regular season, they've been reluctant to give Zeke the football down the stretch. And as I just said, they definitely didn't show any signs of that with 30, with 30 touches for 169 yards. <sighs> that being said, you know, I, uh, I went back and forth on this until about this morning. Yeah. Um, I, got a, I got a pretty bad feeling about this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Cowboys. Oh. I'm take the Cowboys to beat the Rams in the Coliseum. And I'm taking the Cowboys to travel to New Orleans for the NFC Championship game. I what's, think um, – what's that? What's the score you got for the Cowboys and Rams then? Cowboys winning. How much are they winning by? The Cowboys and Rams, I got them by a score of 24 to 23. Um, a lot of the stereotypes and doubts that I had in my head were um, proven wrong or at least uh, felt better about them after watching them against an experienced defensive Seahawks team in the first round all the pressure in the world on him. Haven't won a playoff game in 20 plus years. Oh, you're playing Russell Wilson. The only guy that's got a chance against Drew Brees. And, um, you know, Dak came out there, protected the football. They show that they can hit you on all ways on offense. And, you know, it's, uh, it's unfortunate because I write weekly Rams articles, go check them out. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I'm up to the Cowboys here. Whoa, that, that, you know, I'm really surprised at that. Um, 
Me too, I'm man. tired of these Cowboy fans. They're, they're the worst fans in the NFL, to be honest with you. Right behind Raider fans, probably, but they're not in the playoffs. Okay. So you don't have to worry about them. But they got these, they got this, they got this ego on them. Like they're the team. They're they're gonna make it all. So just despite those guys, I'm gonna take the Rams on this one. I think Aaron Donald is gonna cause a lot of problems. That pass that pass D is not as great as you think it would be with all those players back there. But I think that I think that Rush is gonna get to him. I think Dak's gonna make some mistakes. And I think the Rams, I mean, I know the last game they played was versus the 49ers, but they tore them apart. And um, they had, like, four turnovers in, like, the first quarter or some weird, like, some crazy numbers like that. So I think the Rams are going to do that. I think they're going to cause some turnovers. Aaron Donald, you're going to have to double-team that boy because that's a big boy. That's that, right. dude, that dude has 20 sacks on the season. I think he's going to cause some problems. I'm going to take the Rams. But you said the Cowboys, so we're going to go off of you. So in the conference, this would be – this. I haven't, I haven't said the word conference, championship, and Cowboys in the same sentence all year, but I guess I am now. So here we go. We got the Saints uh, and the Cowboys conference championship. Who do you have on this one? And this is a rematch. Mind you, this is a rematch. That's right. And, you know, that's one of my main, you know, team, teams coming up a, a, in a rematch this year. What's their record? It's it's not good. We just saw the Baltimore Ravens and the Los Angeles Chargers battle it out. Completely different result. And I expect a completely different result this time around with the Saints and the Cowboys. Sean Payton and the crew will not be bested twice. They have not only had six to seven weeks to stew over that last loss, they've now had two weeks to prepare for the Dallas Cowboys. I think Drew Brees, the experience of this offense, the home field advantage, will be a huge factor. The Cowboys have had a great year. This is two playoff games. That's more than they won in the last two and a half decades. Good for them. Great season. You guys did great. You're not going to be able to do the same thing against the Saints offense that you're going to be able to do against the Rams offense, which I'm on the second rush defense as opposed to the 23rd rushing defense. Uh, Drew Brees and the boys take care of business. I will take them at home 30 to 23. All right. We got the Saints going to the Super Bowl. Now we're going to do the quick plug-in round. You ready? I'm going to plug a team. You tell me here yes or no and give me a quick little, little factoid. Okay, here we go. Saints versus Colts, which is funny because we didn't even have them in our last podcast. But Saints and Colts, who you got? You brought, you brought it up briefly in the last podcast, and I paused for like 10 seconds because I was like yeah. – because I, I love to take the hot team, and they have shown nothing else in that wild card game against the Texans other than they are that team. Marlon Mack, 150 yards on the ground. Andrew Luck looking like the 2013 MVP candidate, Andrew Luck. It escapes me if he ever actually won an MVP. I forgot about that. But anyways, <laughs> the receiving core looking amazing. Um, they, uh, them and the Chargers, in my mind – give the, the Saints the biggest run for their money. I just don't know about the playoff experience of Patty Mahomes yet. I got to see him play a game. Um, TB12, I still got my doubts there as well. Not hating, I just do. Um, I'm still going to take the Saints in that game. You're going to take Saints? Okay, Saints yeah. and Chiefs. Saints and Chiefs. I will still take the Saints for now. Andy Reid has just shown an ability to screw things up in the playoffs so far here in Kansas City. I hope you guys remember that game last year against the Titans, 21-3 in the second half. Somehow, Kareem Hunt, their star running back at the time, only receives four touches in the second half when you're up yeah. 21-3. Not sure how that happens. He's shown an ability to fold here in Kansas City thus far. Really hard to trust him. I'm taking the Colts to go in there and beat the Chiefs next week. Yeah, he's um, Andy Reid as a coach uh, is a 0-8 at home, and he's 1-10. from The Chiefs are 1-10 since 1994 in playoffs, so I'm not too worried about them. Um, let's go with the Patriots and Saints. Who do you have in this one? Oh, my God. 
I mean, hopefully I mean, the like, Patriots don't get there. I swear, man. I saw. Oh yeah. Well, you know, my, the main argument I'm going to hide behind here is the fact that I'm taking the Chargers in the divisional matchup next week, traveling to Foxborough. Um, you know, they're, they're doing our boys dirty again. They're making them play at 10 a.m. again on a Sunday. Yeah, I know, man. I got to wake I, up. I got, yeah, right? I mean, oh, shoot, we got to drink beer at 10. Yeah, I know. I got to be drunk by Damn. halftime, I guess. I guess. No, like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I'm taking the Chargers to go in there and beat the Patriots. It's It would be a great on-paper matchup to see TB12 and Drew Brees battle it out in the Super Bowl. But in my opinion, the Chargers are going to beat the Patriots, and they will not make it that far to play the Saints. All right, so now – Chargers and Saints, which was LJ's prediction. Mine was uh, mine was all LA Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. who do you have? Saints and Chargers Super Bowl. It would make me very happy to see Philip Rivers win a Super Bowl. I think that this guy has gotten so much crap over the years, but really, I don't, I don't think he's had anywhere near the supporting cast other than that season in tw- in two thousand six with Adrian Thompson when they went fourteen and two. Other than that, I don't think he's ever had a supporting cast like this. Hunter Henry's going to come back next week. Very interesting to see how yep, he's activated. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. We saw Melvin Gordon's got pep in his step, and he the the knee injury he suffered in Week 17 wasn't that bad. We saw Austin Eckler being explosive. Um, you know, like I said, I think they give them and the Colts give the Saints their biggest problem in the Super Bowl. However, I'm still going to take the Saints here against the Chargers, and. Uh, I know that kills you, man. I'm sorry. No, no hating on the Chargers or anything. I think they're going to get to the Super Bowl, but I'm still going to take the Saints over them by a score of 27 to 24. You know, like when a girl breaks up with you, that's the kind of feeling I got right now when you said that. But, um, okay, so let me let me try something different. What if the Cowboys – so who you think poses the biggest threat in the AFC? You said Chargers and Colts, right? If you had to pick one, who you think poses the biggest threat in the AFC? To the Saints or just in general? In general. Who do you think mm-hmm. will come up top on the AFC? Just give me just one right now, and I'm gonna plug in different yeah. NFC teams. Yeah, I think I'll. Uh, I think I'm gonna go the Chargers there for now. All right, so Chargers say the Eagles make it. Who do you have? Just one of your low end. Oh baby, if the Eagles go into New Orleans, beat the Saints, <sighs> and then have to go into either uh, if they go into Dallas, it's probably not as big of a deal. But if they go and then go into either Dallas or LA and beat them, oh boy, oh boy, that's gonna be a tough one. But uh, I'm probably gonna go with Philip Rivers at that point. Chargers versus Cowboys. God, I would love to Chargers see that. Chargers versus one. Cowboys. I would love to see that too, especially with all the Cowboy friends you got, right? I, yeah, I got so, Oh my God, team. I got so much. Jesus. Oh my God. That bar seemed to be lit. But oh. um, I, I would take Philip Rivers in that matchup, and I would hope that spite and hate doesn't trigger that decision. But I, I would imagine, just based off the numbers, I would take the Chargers. Though. It's hard to not have your spite and anger determine your, your decision when it comes to the Cowboys. It's really hard. I'm trying to be unbiased. Mm-hmm. But okay, um, let's see. Rams and Chargers. Who you got? That's my prediction. I honestly think that the Rams could beat the Saints off that rematch, and I think I think they'll go to Super Bowl. That's just my prediction. All LA Super Bowl. Come on, that'll be lit. Who do you have in this one? You know what? That's true. I mean, that that would be a rematch for them. That's true. And yeah, you know, I mean, they hung up thirty five points on before. Yes, they had Cooper Cup, but as we've alluded to many times, that offense is making leaps and bounds, jumping up twenty eight nothing in Week Seventeen against the Niners. Um, if it comes down to to the Rams and the Chargers, oof, I mean, we we saw them play each other, but that was back in Week Three. These are different teams, obviously. Um, wow, what a good what a good game! But uh, I'm probably gonna lean on the Rams if if they're gonna if they're gonna find a way to get through the New Orleans Saints. I'll probably lean Rams in that matchup. All right, well there you have it. Um, quick thing, quick uh, input. I seen a rumor 
two rumors. I just want to hear your input. AB to the 49ers, Kareem Hunt to the Bears. So break down the – you think AB should go to 49ers? If not, what team should he go to? Well, from a fantasy perspective, if I'm going to see him go anywhere, those are, that's one of the more favorable destinations, right? Because right now they don't got a number one. They barely got a number two. Their number two is a tight end. His name is George Kittle. Absolute yeah. baller. Broke the record for most tight end yards in a season, as me and you saw at Buffalo Wild Wings. Shout yep, out to yep. George Kittle. Um, I think that could be Jimmy GQ. Um, a lot of question marks surrounding him, right? But we've seen that he can ball given the right circumstances. So if AB goes there, clear number one guy, he's got George Kittle as well. Um, that could be a good scenario that I want to see if he's going to go anywhere else. Cause like what, what, what's a more favorable matchup in any other team? I mean, I don't think there's another team with a bigger wide receiver hole than the Niners right now that I can think of off the top of my head. So yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. Kareem Hunt unlikely he's even allowed to play next year, but I think that's why I heard. I just seen, I was on Instagram and maybe it's just one of fan theme, but I just want to know your, sure. yeah. When he, if, if he's eligible to play, I heard he's going to the bears. <clears throat> if he was, eligible. I think, I think her cream hunt is a big upgrade from Jordan Howard. Tariq Cohen is not going anywhere. I love if him. Yeah, I know. He's great. You're not, you should not get rid of that man. But if like, here's the thing, it's far easier to find someone to find someone to do what Jordan Howard does as opposed to, finding someone that does what Tariq Cohen does. I think it's going to be a lot easier to replace Howard. Kareem Hunt is actually better, more versatile. It's going to be interesting. Maybe they don't cut into the roles of each other. I'm sure they can be on the, on the field at the same time as each other, and being both receiving backs, that can make that offense that much more dangerous. I actually would love to see that. You know, give Mitch Trubisky, he made leaps and bounds this season. And just a year ago, people were labeling him, labeling him as a bust. Give him all the help he needs. Give him protection. Give him these weapons. The man just... The man nearly led you to the divisional round of the playoffs after a 12-4 and season. Um, if you got an opportunity to do something like that, I say do it. Jordan Howard's a solid back, but um, unfortunately in this day and age, in this league, you need to be able to be a receiving versatile back and first and second down um, up the middle. So, yeah, if, if they got the opportunity to do so, I would go for Kramer. All right, another question real quick. Conference is con- confrontational question. If you're a GM, would you take Kareem Hunt free agency if he's eligible? Would you take him? I mean, did anyone take Ray Rice? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I said when everybody. But Ray Rice was in his late, uh, just turned thirty, and he was kind of on the downhill from his career. This is Kareem Hunt in his prime, young mm. guy. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy to be on your team for nearly another ten years potentially. So you know, w- would I take a chance? L- l- let me tell you some teams that I would take. A ch- I would. I could see taking a chance. I could see the Patriots taking a chance. I see the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, you know what? That That's probably even better. Um, I just said the Patriots because, you know, they take a chance on everyone. If it don't work out, they get rid of you. Like a Josh Gordon, uh, Randy Moss. Um, who else have we taken a chance on lately? It's a very common thing. And you know what? I can 100% picture John Gruden pulling the trigger on that. Mostly because the man has to. But um, I would like to see that. I, th- I also think he'd do good. I mean, who they got right there? Like Marshawn Lynch, he had a good – he played five, six, seven games before – I are. Yeah, he was having a pretty decent season, but he's not the future. Yeah. And I mean, Derek Carr needs absolutely everything he can get. If he had a chance to go to the Raiders, I wouldn't mind that at all. All right. Well, there you have it. Some questions at the end. We got the NFC playoff picture. Um, Stephen, where they can, where can they find you to talk about football with you? Yeah, yeah, guys. Um, both on Instagram and now Twitter. Amazingly enough, you can find me at Coach Zezzi. And um, yeah, weekly articles in the Rams, weekly podcast here with my boy David, fantasy and the. Pick'ems. How about you, man? 
Um, you can you can find me at Twitter and Instagram with the same um name with the the sports sports guy David at sports guy David. That's where you can find me. We do fantasy. If you guys want your questions answered, fantasy, we're doing one. I believe Wednesday morning. We're gonna do a fantasy football one. Um, if you want questions, we'll answer them. We want to debate about football. There it is. So that's Stephen. I'm David Zalz the fourth. I'm out. Peace.